the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready, come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main street and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those servants went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man who was not wearing a wedding robe. He said to them, friend, how did he get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, find him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. I bring you greetings on, the, on behalf of the Metropolitan Chicago Senate. Holy Trinity, I bring you greetings on behalf of Cook County, Kane County, DuPage County, and Lake County. Lastly, I bring you greetings on behalf of the over 70,000 baptized Lutherans who call you siblings. I am grateful to your pastor and the leadership style, staff who have invited me to be present with you on this morning. It's different. I'm not able to fellowship with many of you in person, but nevertheless, I am still grateful. About three years ago, I had a nagging cough that would stay for long periods of time. Finally, I went to the doctor, had some x-rays and found that these long bouts of coughing was the result of allergies. I was introduced to Flonase and Pepsid, and pretty soon my symptom, symptoms subsided. But there was something else, not of major concern, that my doctor shared with me. I had something called fatty liver. Nothing to be alarmed about, there's no treatment for it. It's something that they pay attention to, but my, my liver was slightly larger uh, than my body mass. Something they were familiar with. And I was okay with the conversation and 
until the doctor started approaching on a sacred space in my life. The doctor began to start talking about coffee. Mr. Curry, do you drink coffee? I hesitantly said, yes. How many cups do you drink in a day? I said, three before 12 o'clock. He could tell that I was becoming angry. And so the doctor said, relax, relax. You can still have coffee, but you're going to have to make some changes to your coffee. You can't have sugar or cream in your coffee. For whatever reason, we believe that too much sugar is what may be causing this. And so we'd like for you to go for extended period without sugar or cream. I don't know about you, but I drink McDon I mean Dunkin' Donuts coffee and it's about the sugar, it's not about the coffee. It took me a moment, but, but I, I realized I was talking about my health, and so I reluctantly made a promise to the doctor that, you know, I would give up cream and sugar. Sugar was the, the main issue. It wasn't so much the cream. So I started out, and I was, I was okay, but I would get tempted, and whenever I get tempted to ask for that coffee with cream and sugar, I would think, don't get angry. Change your habits, keep your promise. After a couple months, I started trying substitute sugars. I started with the blue packs, then I went to the pink packs, went to the yellow packs. It didn't matter how much I added to the coffee, it just didn't taste the same. Let me just be honest with you. It was horrible. It was awful. I'd rather drink black coffee than substitute any day. In today's Exodus text, the community is in search of a substitute. For 40 days, Moses has been absent from the community. Moses is on a mountain having a mountaintop experience with God. But the people are anxious for his return. Relationships can be extremely complicated. Relationships are a series of mountaintop experiences and valley dwellings. But when you add distance and silence to complicated relationships, issues can be magnified. Our text spotlights several relationships that in the text can translate to our lives today. There's the relationship with God and Moses. And seen through our eyes, it's, it's us and God. And if there was silence or distance in those relationships, I suspect issues in our spiritual journey might be magnified. There's Moses in the community 
or that's you and I and our relationships to the communities we are called to. If we didn't hear from one another, couldn't see one another, couldn't touch one another, couldn't fellowship with one another for a period of time, sometimes issues are magnified. There's a relationship with Moses and his associate, Pastor Aaron. I would imagine here at Holy Trinity, even in your life, in your workspace, leaders who are forced into the forefront, absent of the primary leader, could often magnify issues. And then there's the new leader, Aaron, with the community. Many interns and new pastors and new communities. But if you don't hear from one another, silence, issues can be magnified. While on the mountain, God tells Moses, you must leave this mountaintop experience and you must go back to the valley. The people have turned against God and so God is about to turn against the people. While Moses was building this intimate relationship with God, the people grew weary of waiting. So they demanded that Aaron create a God that they could see and touch. They created a golden calf to act as a substitute for the God within. I'm curious in your time of waiting, in this pandemic, what items have become idols? What items have become substitutes? I've learned in my quest for sugar, substitutes can be satisfying, but it ain't the real thing. We do a great job with Zoom we do a great job gathering community. And for now, I know it's satisfying. We have to do what is safe. But I know it ain't the real thing. <laughs> Moses intervenes and stands in the gap for the people. Moses' defense to God is the word of God. Moses asked God to turn from anger, change your mind, Remember your promises. He asked God to take a closer look at the people, at the situation. If you're like me, the one hangup I have about the text is this relationship, God and Moses, the way Moses is talking in the presence of God. Well, I have a go-to book when I'm feeling distant from God. And this book is by the Reverend Dr. Renita Weems. The book is called Listening for God. She gives me permission to see journaling as a spiritual discipline or practice. The reader, readers are encouraged to have a conversation with God in writing so that we could say things in print that we would never say out of our mouths. She reminds us 
that we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ and Jesus can handle our tough questions. She says it this way. God is okay with you stalking a thought. You know how you doodle the one thought over and over again? She says, imagine if it was a prayer. It is through this lens that I see this engagement between Moses and God. And based on Moses' plea, the Lord relented. Beloved, Christ is in a relationship with us. And sometimes it's mountaintops and sometimes it's valley dwelling. It's like a marriage or a banquet feast. It's a long-term commitment. And when you feel the distance getting in the way, I want you to remember that you are called, and there's no substitute for that. You are chosen, and there's no substitute for that. You are a child of God. We are church together. The ministries you do here matters. And we will get through this together. Turn from anger. Change your mind. Remember your promises. Amen.